You're listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Caro Cook. Today, we're joined by Jamie Schumacher, who is the Executive Director of the West Bank Business Association. WBBA exists to engage the business community in the responsible economic development of the West Bank District while preserving the unique character and heritage of the Cedar Riverside area. Jamie, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about what you're doing in the business space in Riverside. I know there's tremendous opportunity. There's so many there. And could you share with us at a high level about the WBBA? Yeah, um, we are an organization that's been around for about 30 years. At first, it was primarily volunteer-driven, mostly by active businesses in the community. Um, Over the years, the board grew and started to take advantage of some city resources so that the association could be more of a resource for the businesses in the neighborhood. They've been doing that for a while, gradually increasing admin. When I came on about nine years ago, I was just a part-time contract person um, and then have since like continued to grow the organization. Uh, We transitioned into receiving our 501c3 status. And since then, it's just been a matter of growing the organization to help serve more than 200 businesses in the community and being a sustainable resource for them. Wow, that is so interesting. And congratulations on growing your organization and making such a difference for so many businesses. I'm super curious. Can you share with me your backstory? Like, what is it that led you to taking on such a role and building such an organization? Um, Well, I started out in the business sector and I got some of my learning there through moving to Minnesota, which I'm also from California. I grew up in Los Angeles. I moved here in about 2003 and just really Minnesota is a great place for the balance of being able to have an affordable place to live, but also being really engaged in the community. We've got an incredible arts and nonprofit community. So that's been a big draw for me uh, to get involved and be really hands-on. And, you know, I wanted to work in a community that was the kind of place that I wanted to live and build the kind of community that I wanted to continue in. And this has been great. Now I have two kids and I'm working in a community that's, uh, you know, Minnesota is also a great place for them to grow up. So that's been really neat to be able to be a part of that investment and a part of that community building. Uh, when I moved out here, I started working, uh, I opened a nonprofit art gallery, and uh, that was a lot of my hands-on connection to the nonprofit community. We sought our, and received our 501c3 status and just continued that as a resource. From there, I went on to other jobs in the nonprofit community. I've been wanting and I had been wanting to work at this intersection of community development and the arts, and that's in part what led me to the West Bank. I've had other other positions at other organizations and this neighborhood was a really good fit we've got this great blend so the west bank where um we call it this little sambusa shaped wedge but we're um, a neighborhood that's kind of been isolated we've got freeway on one side another freeway on the other side and then the river kind of creates that uh if you're looking at a triangle the longer part of the triangle so we've been sort of isolated from other neighborhoods just like as the community has been built around us But we've got two light rail stations, we've got 200 businesses, we've got medical institutions and three universities that have campuses here. So even though we're this little space, it's this very packed space with all these different interesting things happening. We've got a very active theater community. There's three theaters here, there's music venues, and it's just this, we refer to ourselves as a cultural district. We've got all these great businesses that make it a really vibrant place to be. And I didn't realize that. Like, it sounds like a place that I'd want to visit. Yeah, it is. You should come. (laughs) So I'm wondering, when it comes to uh, the WBBA, how do you measure success? 
I mean, a lot of different ways. I think the work that we do, I kind of put it into three buckets of varying sizes. The first thing we do is we market the area as a destination district. We do some things like district branding. We've got the area directory. So if you are visiting the neighborhood, we have this little pamphlet that you can take and find businesses and restaurants and things to go and places to eat. The second part of what we do, and this is probably where I spend most of my time, is with the marketing of the business community. We've got 200 businesses and most of them, 90% are still small, locally owned and operated. And they're, some of them can use help. Some of them are restaurants that don't have a website. They need help with menu design. So we provide technical assistance to all of our businesses. We do this. We get some foundation support and some funding support through the city because we one of our goals is retention. We are actively working to make sure businesses aren't priced out of the community and that they can stay in this neighborhood because you see in other districts, there's been a dramatic turnover. Like there's our neighboring districts, they've seen the business composition shift from majority locally owned to now mostly chains and outside ownership as the economic shift in the neighborhood. And we're really trying to do more to build local wealth and really help the businesses in our neighborhood. So one of the ways we measure success is with that other bucket of the things we do. It's like if we build a website, how's the traffic looking? How's their bottom line? Um, So that's one of the ways we measure success. The third part of what we do is, and this has been really exciting, is the policy work. A lot of the decisions that are happening downtown, they affect the West Bank, but we're not, we haven't historically been at the table for those conversations. So the third bucket of what I do is policy work. So that's another way we measure success is like, how are we impacting the policies that affect our neighborhood? How are we at the table and present for those conversations, but also steering the city in a way that we can be a more proactive neighborhood, less reacting to the things that are happening to us. Oh, that's great. And also, I know that you're taking different mediums to get the word out there. You released an ebook. Could you tell us about that? Some of that about the ebook kind of predates my time on the West Bank. It leads up to me coming here. But I, as I mentioned, when I moved to Minnesota, I started a nonprofit art gallery. And I started that with the intention, like we wanted to build a resource for the community. And there weren't as many community art spaces at the time. And that was one way to both get experience with building a nonprofit, but also working with different types of models. Nonprofits have been pretty hierarchical in how they're organized and we wanted to have a grassroots community organization that was more about you know shared leadership and a really community driven space so the book is about the move to minnesota from california and creating that shared space and then the planned transition of like building a resource and then stepping away and what nonprofits could do i think you're you've been doing this, you're familiar with founder syndrome, uh, like how nonprofits could be moving away from that and still be able to be a functioning organization when you have that leadership transition. I know that's so important during leadership transitions in order to ensure the viability and future for the nonprofit. Speaking of future, what do you see for the future for WBBA? So that's something that uh, we've been having a lot of conversations about as a board. We're in this unique and interesting position in our neighborhood where the city is exploring funding cultural districts. And we've been really active in that conversation. Like I mentioned, we've considered ourselves a cultural district for a while. We're excited to be, this is being more recognized as an asset by the city, but I have also concerns, right? Like when we see infusions of funding into a district without mechanisms to make sure businesses are able to stay in the district, those can be gentrification factors or things that lead to displacement. So we are trying to make sure that the future for the West Bank Business Association and the future for the West Bank businesses are that these 
small businesses and cultural organizations that have been such an amazing part of our neighborhood and making our neighborhood the cool place that it is are able to stay here and it doesn't just become a bunch of chains and things like that. We are actively working with businesses to do things like improve the streetscape. A couple years ago, we worked with the city to we widened the sidewalks and lessened the lanes so that it was more pedestrian friendly. We continue to work on things like that that just make our district a better place to live and a safer place for people to walk and get to their destination safely. Because we have those two light rail stations, we have a lot of amenities that other neighborhoods are really hungry for. So trying to celebrate the assets of our neighborhood, but make sure that the people that are here now are able to be a part of here in the future. Amazing. Can you share with me a, a specific story of either one of your businesses or an impact that you feel has been really uh, on the micro level impactful for one of your businesses or a group of businesses? So we do this work all the time, especially with our small business services. One or two examples would be like the Wienery is one of our local businesses. They're like a, they were actually on that show, the Diners, Drive-Ins and Dive show. Uh, but there's like a, yeah. a hot dog space and they've got amazing breakfast too. They're locally owned. It's a family that owns that shop. So they wanted to figure out they're open for really long hours, but really people are only coming in at these short windows. So um, we worked with them as they shifted their hours to advertise their different operating hours. So that was clear, their signage was clear, it was on their website, it was on their Facebook page. And they found that like, just by doing that thing where they were looking at their cash flow and looking at where their revenue was coming in, by tightening up that timeline, they were able to increase their profitability. And that really helped them, especially during like slower winter months. That's a micro example. A bigger example is we've got one of our malls, the Riverside Mall. It's locally, they call it the Somali Mall because it's a lot of Somali-owned boutiques and shops. We helped them with having a website. They were like, they wanted more customers and they wanted more audience and people to come into their space and feel comfortable. Uh, but they're like, how do we reach uh, a different audience? So we helped them with uh, logo design and building a website so that they could have like a more traditional mall, that way that people felt like they could see what's in the space and what's going on there. Um, that's another example of that. Well, you're, you're doing so much good for so many people. What are ways that our listeners can get involved or help you? It's exciting, the work that we're doing. We're pretty small organizationally, it's just me. And right now we've got two other people that are working with us. Ways that people could get involved. There's all sorts of different ways. We've got different committees that people can serve on. We've got a membership committee. We also have like, we do, if you're in the neighborhood, we do regular cleanups around in the spring. We do neighborhood cleanups. So that's one way that people can get involved. That's not as long-term as like board membership. Uh, and we're on uh, Facebook and we're on the web. So if people are interested in learning more about our district, we've got an active Instagram. Uh, our name is Westbank MPLS, so you can look us up that way. That's fantastic. And thanks for sharing where, where folks can find you as well. If you were to say one thing that you want people to know about the WBBA or, or the Riverside area, what would that be? Um, I think it's just a great place to be and visit. I think we've got student groups that there's another neighborhood near us called Dinkytown, where that's kind of been known as the place for students. But once students start coming to the West Bank, or once people find their way to the West Bank, it's like, oh my gosh, this place is so awesome. Why haven't I been hanging out here? And then even for people that have been here for years, they're, they discover new things. Like I was talking about the Wienery. They've been here for a while and they didn't realize there's a comedy bar 
on the corner that's in the, it's called the Comedy Corner Underground. And they're like, oh my gosh, there's been a comedy club here for years. I never knew. And there's all these like wonderful hidden secrets and best kept secrets of the Twin Cities in this neighborhood. Best places to go for Sambusa, best places to go for a night out. And everybody I know in Minneapolis, they have a West Bank story. So I guess that'd be the one thing I want people to do is come visit. Even if you feel like you know the West Bank really well, there's probably something new to discover. And it's a great place to be. Well, I want to thank you so much for all that you do and for joining us on the Growth Exponential podcast and wish you uh, tremendous success in all your worthy endeavors. Awesome. Thank you. And good luck with this podcast. And I hope the rest of the series goes really well. You've been listening to the Growth Exponential podcast. If you know an executive director or nonprofit professional that you think I should interview, shoot me an email at bradley at growthexponential.org.